I just tried to use the platforms that I have to be helpful to the people who are willing to listen. And I think of it less as a personal brand and more of a personal responsibility that I have a responsibility to care for the people who follow me well uh, and to add value and be helpful to them because they've chosen to allow my voice to matter in their world. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Do Marketing Differently podcast. Uh, this is the podcast presented by Go Rogue X. My name is Brian Fitton, and we are dedicating this to marketers and for people who are trying to serve first and stand out in the crowd. Right, Lauren? Right, Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's my co-host, Lauren Lewis. She's with us today. And uh, we're going to be really focusing on some really cool stuff with Gerald Fatiomi. How's it going, Gerald? Um, so great. It's so great to be with y'all. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to dive into building a personal brand. We have admired Gerald and just all he's done um, just with his personal brand and the impact that he's had, specifically even on Instagram. Uh, and we, we get this question a lot from a lot of people of like, hey, you know, I'm building my business. I'm, I'm trying to get out there and change the world. But how do I do that for myself? Right. How do I have a voice? How do I talk about the things that I'm passionate about and uh, empower people as well? And so Gerald's on today to uh, kind of give us his insights of, of his story and where he's come from. Um, but before we dive into all of that, we like to have a little fun. We do. Yeah. What is that, Lauren? Each week we start with what are you obsessed with this week? So starting with our guest of honor, Gerald, what are you obsessed with this week? So this answer is not going to be exciting at okay. all, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just going to be as honest as I can be. I'm excited about sleep and obsessed oh. Right now, that's like my thing. Uh, so I have a, two identical twin baby girls in my house right now. They're three months old. Um, they were preemie, so they don't act like three months old yet. They're more like one and a half months right now. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I have not slept in the last three months. <laughs> <laughs> and they just started sleeping for like four to five hour stretches. So I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like I'm a new human right now. So I'm obsessed with sleep. That's it for me right now. <laughs> That is completely understandable, <laughs> definitely. And they are beautiful, by the way. You have photos of them on Instagram. Hey, throw out your uh, your handle right now in case somebody wants to jump over and see those beautiful little girls. Yeah, so mine is at Gerald Fatiomi. But if you don't want to see me and you just want to see them, they have their own Instagram at Fad Twins, F-A-D Twins. That's so. awesome. <laughs> there is nothing like newborn tiredness as a parent. Mm. It's a Pretty different cool. kind of tired. It's intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we share that that same sentiment because we I have three preschoolers and then you have a two like four and two. two. Yeah, but, so yeah. we're we're in that we're in that world with you. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, all right, so Lauren, what are you obsessed with this week? Okay, I like snack food, and it's not like I just disco- discovered this, but dots pretzels. Okay, yeah. I mean, have you tried those, Gerald? I've never even heard of them before. Okay, you need to try them. They're not like an ordinary pretzel. My husband's like, pretzels are gross. I'm like, no, no, you need to try this pretzel. (laughs) They just have some kind of seasoning about them. Ava's a big fan as well. They're really, really good. And I thought they were only, I could only find them at particular stores. Apparently you can find them at Walmart. So I thought I had like this exclusive product, but it's just at Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretzels. Okay, do they make gluten-free pretzels? Oh. That's a really good question. question. I don't know. Mm. It's 2020. If Dots isn't making, making gluten-free pretzels, we need to talk about the marketing. That's, That's right. very true. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to shout out Dots on that just yeah. to... Uh, Can you make a gluten-free product? Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. 
All right. So I've had like several things kind of bouncing uh-huh. around in my head. Okay. This one's been tough for me because <laughs> I get obsessed with a lot of things. And so mm-hmm. uh, kind of narrowing it down. But uh, I think I'm, I'm as dumb as it is, like home renovation projects, I have been... Uh, I have been like HGTV, like obsessed a little bit. Just, uh, yeah, we haven't even talked about this. Um, But like our, 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 actually our fellow uh, Bentonville natives, uh, Fixer to Fabulous. So the Mars, Jenny Mars and... Oh, I just had his name on there. So I they, don't watch HGTV like you do. <laughs> apparently. Uh, but uh, yeah, they uh, they have a show on HGTV, The Fixer to Fabulous, and they're taking old houses. I love old houses, mm-hmm. and I wish they weren't like money pits because if I had all the money in the world, I'd buy a really old house and just remodel it. Um, but that's what they do, and it's like phenomenal. We've got some great, great houses around here. And so, yeah, shout out to Jenny Mars and that that whole crew. But uh, it's, been, it's been good. And the only bad thing is now I'm like, where can we get all the money in the world? We got to change where this. We got to knock this wall out and we got to you know all these things and so uh my wife she she's bad at it she's like well yeah let's just do it like she has no like she's not stopping me she's just like yeah let's what what do we got to do like sledgehammer let's just do this i'm like no 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 no. okay i have to pull myself back so yeah (laughs) but anyway all right. Hey, make sure that you guys know, uh, let us know what you're obsessed with as well. We always like to have a little fun to get to kind of know behind us, but we we want to uh, know about you as well. So make sure you throw it in the comments section. Make sure you uh, send us an email. We've gotten several DMs this week over the different obsessions uh, because it is uh, very interesting, some of the ones we, we come up with. So, Gerald, thanks so much for hanging out, letting us know about your sleep obsession. <laughs> Again, we can all empathize with you, my man. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, so we want to jump into uh, this topic because obviously it is very important. Um, I think even more now, especially in the world that we're living in, there is so many things that you can have an impact with. And so, Gerald, you have done that, and so I'm super excited to kind of jump into that. But tell us just a little bit about you, about your story, um, and, yeah, just take it away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my name is Gerald Fadiomi. I'm based out of Atlanta, Georgia, actually born and raised in Atlanta, which may not mean anything to you. But when you're in Atlanta, you realize that that is like, that's pride, right? Like there are very few people in Atlanta who are from Atlanta. Uh, I'm married to my wife who is not from Atlanta. She's from <laughs> Chicago. Uh, and like, like I mentioned a minute ago, we have identical twin baby girls that were born in the coronavirus pandemic, mm. which makes for a super interesting story. If we have enough time, I'll share a little bit of that. Um, I spent five years, well, 10 years on staff at the YMCA. It was my first job for my freshman year of high school all the way until I was like 21, 22 years old. Uh, Then got hired at North Point Community Church here in Atlanta, one of the biggest churches in America, uh, and spent five years on staff there as a high school pastor, and then transitioned off of staff a couple of years ago uh, and started a nonprofit organization to help college students serve their local communities. Um, I travel and speak. uh, I write and I like creating and building and growing things from the ground up. I'm a three on the Enneagram, if yes. any Enneagram are listening. So uh, I just oh, yeah. do way too much and sleep way too little. So <laughs> It's so funny because uh, we were actually talking. So Ava, our content coordinator, she's the one that, that reached out to you. And um, she was telling us she was finding just different guests to be on our show. And we talked about this before. But uh, we were going through this. And she's like, yeah, and they have a newsletter. And they have." she's like, yeah, that's a perfect thing when the new- newborns, you know, 
just started up a newsletter. I was like, that sounds like me and my wife. <laughs> That's exactly what we were. It's like, hey, let's do all the things. We had our first kid and started a podcast. It was like, we just couldn't help but just do, you know, you're just in right. that just achieving mode. So I'm a three as well. And so, uh, yeah, my wife is actually, so she has a podcast called the Adopted Mom Podcast. We, we've adopted and she, uh, so she's doing a full Enneagram season this next this next season so she's recording with uh, several people that have obviously different numbers on the enneagram scale so we're, we're enneagram it. fans around here yeah <laughs> hey gerald that's awesome that's some the, some good insight too of, of kind of where you started uh and so we kind of wanted to kind of jump into some different questions so lauren kick us off with uh, some of our branded questions here okay um we know you bring a lot of value to your audience and um, so what kind of when i say value like what kind of things do you provide your audience when you're thinking about um, whether it be preaching or on your social media feeds, what kind of things are you bringing to your audience? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> one, before I answer it, I just want to acknowledge how great of a question that is. Um, because when you're talking about building a personal brand, for me at least, value is what it's all about, right? Like uh, to have a brand and have a bunch of followers and to feel like you have influence or voice is pretty much irrelevant if you're not giving value to the people who are following you. Um, and so I never intentionally tried to build a personal brand. I just tried to use the platforms that I have to be helpful to the people who are willing to listen. And I think of it less as a personal brand and more of a personal responsibility that I have a responsibility to care for the people who follow me well uh, and to add value and be helpful to them because they've chosen to allow my voice to matter in their world. Um, and so some of the things we do, my wife and I do a weekly newsletter. We just transitioned it actually to a blog. Uh, it's called There's Hope. We started it in the middle of the pandemic just to remind people, hey, things may seem really dark right now and it may seem like there's not a way out. It may seem like you're going through a really difficult season, but there's still hope. And so here's how we're processing that. Here's some little ways that we're finding hope. Here's some things on Amazon that we've purchased that are bringing us a little bit of hope. We bought Battleship um, and yes. just played it every night. Um, <laughs> for the first month of us being home. So really quick, 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 quick version of the story. Um, my kids were born in the middle of coronavirus. I thought I had it, so I went and got the test. They were born while I was waiting for my test results to come back. And so I could not be in the hospital with them when they were born. Um, and my wife could not see or hold them because she had the coronavirus test as well. And so the first two days of their life, neither of us saw them. We got our test results back. We were negative. Um, we saw them that Friday. And then that Sunday, we got another call from the hospital telling us that we would not be able to come back to the NICU to visit them um, because there was a confirmed case of a different parent in the NICU. And so we ended up going another three weeks uh, without seeing them at all. So for the first month of their life, we saw them a total of four days. Um, and it was extremely, extremely difficult for us. And so we were looking every possible place that we could. We're obviously, me being a pastor, we're both Christians. And so our faith was a big part of that. Um, but also just finding the little things that would bring us hope. And we thought, man, if this is the way that we're wrestling, maybe some other people are wrestling as well. So how can we add value, right? And so we started the, the newsletter that now became a blog. There's Hope Blog that's on my website. Um, on social media, I just try to leverage that to share things that are encouraging me, helping me growing me. Um, and so I try to share as much as that as I can on Facebook. I do the same thing. Um, I send a weekly email as well on top of the newsletter. So just a bunch of different things that, that I try to reach out to the audience that's allowing me to speak into their life. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for that 
that story too because it breaks my heart. I don't know if if I would even be able to handle that. That's so impactful. So kudos to you guys and obviously your strength through that time. That's that's huge. And obviously helping other people that are probably going through this because we've had uh, friends of ours that have had babies uh, during this time too. It just had one uh, mm-hmm. some dear friends of ours and and that anxiety leading up to that and how do they handle that and that's so um, I'm definitely going to refer them uh, to that blog that you guys have done because that's a great resource. So thank you so much. Um, so kind of talking about that, right? You you mentioned you kind of got into this a little bit, but um, you know you're you're obviously building a following on Instagram, and the conversations that you're having over there are just fantastic. Um, you have kind of your your story that you told us and your experience, but how do you kind of build a brand authority or kind of a uh, you know? really have the authority to, to speak to those things, right? How do you just kind of say, hey, I'm going to tackle this this hard thing and I'm going to talk about it? What's kind of your thought process with that? Yeah, I think one thing for me is I try not to speak about things that I really don't know about, right? Like, so uh, I try to leverage the authority that I actually have by speaking on topics and things that are really relevant to me. Um, and so, you know, a couple of examples, right? Like, I wrote a book that we're going to talk about in a minute about adversity and how to navigate seasons of adversity. Well, I can write that book and I can make posts about that and I can send newsletters about that because my mom went to jail when I was a junior in high school. My mom was schizophrenic. My dad left in the third grade. I had three friends who were murdered. One friend commit suicide. I missed the birth of my kids. My wife's dad took his own life, right? Like, so I've been through a ton of adversity. Um, And when I can be vulnerable about, hey, here's where I've been, because some of you are listening to this and you're like, dude, like you are giving all of your life life to us right now, right? <laughs> um, but what I'm trying to do is establish credibility and going, if I can be vulnerable about the things that I've been through, I now have permission to speak to adversity and you're willing to listen, right? Um, the same thing like right now with everything happening in our country with, with race riots and issues of race, um, being a black man in America, I have some context that other people don't have, right? And so I can leverage that and speak to that in ways I've read books, I've done the research that I can speak to that in a way that other people can't. And so um, I think one of the things, you know, about building and growing is it's easy to try to go where the trend is or where the money is or what it seems like is working. um, But that does not last long term. Because if you're not an expert in that space, and if you don't have authority to actually speak on those things, people will quickly realize, I shouldn't be listening to you. I should go listen to the person who's done this their whole life, right? And so I try really hard to stay in my lane and speak to the things that I know really well. Um, And hopefully the people who follow me are following me because it's beneficial to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. We always kind of joke about it when the uh, cryptocurrency trend kind of jumped up. It's like all of a sudden there were like 300 experts and there were different podcasts and different things. I was like, what in the world happened? Nobody even really knew what cryptocurrency was. And now all of a sudden there are all these experts out there, you know? So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So, um, thinking about you going from, and I, I don't want to use the term like you were just a pastor because that's a huge right. deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but going from a pastor to being a, like a, a speaker that people are like, I want you at my conference to speak to not just like a hundred people, but thousands. Um, how do you handle going basically from zero to like a hundred in a quick amount of time? Yeah. You don't try to do it. <laughs> that, that's honestly my secret. I know that that sounds so backwards, but I think the reason that, so the, the largest conference I spoke at is a conference called Orange, 10,000 leaders in the, the Gwinnett Arena here in Atlanta. Um, I started speaking to seven students at the YMCA, right? And when I would speak to the seven students at the YMCA, I would prepare like there were 10,000 people in the room. Mm-hmm. Not because I had the goal of getting the 10,000 people, but because, but because those seven 
people that were in front of me. I wanted to add value to their life. I wanted to be beneficial to them. I wanted to be helpful to them. And that seven people led me to speaking at FCAs at local high schools where there was, you know, 50 kids in the room that would show up and doing that led me to speaking at my church to our youth ministry where there were a thousand high school students that showed up and doing well at that led to me speaking at our whole church where there's 30,000 people who attend. Right. And me doing that, somebody saw me doing that and went, Hey, you should come and speak at our conference. And once I spoke at that conference, I got invited to other ones, you know? So the goal for me was never, Hey, I'm going to go from a pastor to a traveling speaker and speak at camps and conferences and events across the country. The goal for me was the people who are in front of me, I want to add as much value as possible. And I want to preach to them or speak to them or encourage them or help them the same way that I would if I got a, had a big audience to do that. And the tendency is to prepare more for the big opportunity and kind of take lightly the little ones. But I think it's the little ones that lead to the big moments. So. Yeah. Oh, that's that's Phenomenal. fantastic. Yeah. That's uh, so we talked about it briefly, but we adopted a teenager uh, when he was 14 out of the foster care system. And his big thing was he wanted to share his story. He was like, you know, and I have some we fully support that, right? We want you to absolutely, and we'll do everything we can. And so he had these big dreams and big goals though of like, well, I, if I'm not speaking in front of like, you know, 500 people, then it doesn't matter. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, right. you know, you, you kind of validated that for me because that's what we've been telling. Like, Hey, share it with a small group of people, your friends, like get, get behind whatever it is that you're actually passionate about and, and, and the people that you want to help and, and serve, then it will build over time. And it is one right. of those things. I mean, it's a, I'm sure for you, especially it's a muscle, you know, thing that you're just constantly working to make sure yep. that you can kind of get into that. And so, um, so kind of, you know, thinking about our audience, you know, a lot of people probably don't feel like they have a voice, um, yeah. and, and they don't really know where to go with what they're, what they're trying, you know, trying to say and trying to get out there. And so when we talk about building a personal brand, um, do you think there's anyone who shouldn't, or do you think, you know, who, who should basically focus on, on making an impact through their own brand? Yeah, that's a great question. I would ask a different question. I would ask you who doesn't have a personal brand. Mm. Oh, that is because very the reality yeah. is <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Do, yeah. Right? Everyone has a personal brand and how you leverage it is up to you, but you, everyone has one, right? If you have a social media account, newsflash, you have a following. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> and the reality is, is your following on social media is probably bigger than the number of people that you could call in one day and have a conversation with. Right. So you already have if you have 50 followers on Instagram, you already have a personal brand. Now, the question is, how am I adding value to these 50 people? Mm -hmm. And if that becomes the goal to add value to these 50 people every single day, what happens is those 50 people go, this is a valuable place to be. So I'm going to tell some other friends, you should pay attention to this. And it happens slowly. It happens organically. Um, but that's what you want, right? I mean, there's some there's some quick ways to gain following and there's some quick ways to build a brand. Um, you can tell really quickly when people have done that because their engagement is really, really low. Yep. So you yep. can have hundreds of thousands of followers. And if a hundred people are liking your picture, I can tell how you got those followers, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Uh, Secrets so. out of the bag nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. So it looks like you have a brand, but you don't really have a brand. What you have is a bunch of followers that don't really care about what you're saying at all. To build a brand is you go, whatever's in front of me, I'm going to build those people to the best of my ability. I'm going to add value to their life to the best of my ability. And then they will bring more people, right? And that's true with product, right? If you're creating a product, the question you should be solved, you should be answering a question that someone has or solving a problem that someone has with whatever product you're offering. And when you can figure out what question you're answering or what problem you're solving, people will flock to your product. 
Yeah. The same is true with your voice when you speak. I mean, you're answering questions, you're solving problems, and people will flock to the answers because the number one thing that people do when they get on the internet is find an answer to a problem, right? Like yep. when my wife asks me a question and I don't know, I'm like, I don't know. Let me Google it right quick, right? Like everyone is looking for answers to problems and everyone's trying to find answers to questions. And so just use your platform to be that, to be an answer to somebody's question, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you something that is, uh, you said before, you're like, I'm, you know, I'm not a marketing guy. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was like, dang, like, well. I'm going to tell you, but that's, that is the reason this podcast exists and, and our company exists because we want to do it differently. There are so many companies out there that's like, buy our stuff, buy it now, buy, buy, buy. Not, hey, we want to explain your problem better than you can explain it. We want to understand your problem so well that you automatically identify us as the authority and that we can solve that problem for you because we've done so much research. We've figured it out. We are serving you. And that's why at our opening of it, it's like we, we target this to people who want to serve first. That is the goal. We want to serve first in that because, as you're saying, everything kind of just happens on the back end. It really does. It naturally happens. You're If you're that go-to person that is solving that problem or speaking out, it is one of those things that it just naturally you find that following. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, we've talked quite a, a little bit about this, but I'm thinking about, like, how do I stand out if I'm not well-known? And we've kind of talked about, like, we need to bring value to our audience. And I think... We've talked a little bit on this podcast before that when we talk to people, a lot of them are like, well, I want to get famous. And we're like, that should never be the goal. <laughs> it's generally not going to work. Um, and it's not going to well, be what you think it is going to be like. <laughs> not only is it not going to work, go ask famous people if they want to be famous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and their answer is not. So it's like we're all we're all striving to be something that the people who are that don't even want to be that yeah. anymore. They're like, if I could just be wealthy and no one knew who I was, that would be amazing. It's funny you say it because you're a LeBron fan, right? So I, I've seen some of your posts where you're like comparing Jordan and LeBron. It, it cracks me up because I've watched The Last the last Dance is one of my favorite documentaries. I'm just going to throw yeah. it out there. I love it. It's fantastic. But what, what Jordan brings up in a moment there, he's in the hotel room and he's like, I just, he's like, this is where I want to be. It's like alone away from everybody. He's like, you get to a point where you can't walk down the street. You don't have freedom anymore. Yeah. And so even in that moment, I was thinking about it. It was like, people want to be famous, but he even mm -hmm. says it. He's like, once you get there, you don't want it anymore. You just want to be able to be a normal guy that can go into a coffee shop and nobody bother you. Like yeah. that's yeah. a, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Yes. For the record, LeBron is definitely better than Jordan. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Just slip that in. I feel like there. I can't let that slide. You suddenly tried to slide that in there. I was just, I was like, can we roll no. into the next question, Lauren? I'm just, don't give him that time to, to say anything about it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Have you seen The Last Dance? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. I love Michael Jordan. Yeah, I think he's yeah. phenomenal. He's the second greatest basketball player. <laughs> like I have no problem with him. <laughs> I did see the the. I you think you posted the playoff stats on there? You know, points yeah. and everything compared Jordan and, and LeBron. I was even me. I was like, wow, that's that's a, that's some difference there too. So solid but, case. Well, it is a solid case. <laughs> it is a solid case. That's another podcast for another time. Maybe maybe we will talk about that. But anyway, um, so. Yeah. Instead of saying like, how can I get famous? My question was more as you grow, how do you authentically stand out? Because I think a lot of people will hop on the train, even things that have been going on with COVID or some of like the, the racial injustice that we've been seeing and everything. And they're just hopping on those trains and they're just talking about it. But like you said, 
if you don't have the authority to speak, you're standing out in a negative way, not mm. in a positive way. So how do you do that authentically um, that you're still giving value and you're um, respecting your audience? Yeah, that's a really great question. I'm not even really sure how I would answer the question, how do you stand out? Because I've never really tried to, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I feel like I'm like repeating myself and saying the same thing <laughs> over and over again. But like, the goal isn't to stand out. The goal is to be helpful. Mm-hmm. And when you're helpful, you stand out. You know, like when you're the best at what you do and you've taken the time and you've done the research and you've put in the hours practicing and you've spent the time like really developing your skill set, you end up being like LeBron and you're just the best and everyone notices, you know, and that's, it's just the way it works. Sorry, I had to go back to it. I've got a comment. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) So, so I don't know that the goal is ever to stand out. I think the goal is to be authentically you and to be as helpful as you can be and you will stand out. And there's obviously some marketing things that you can do behind the scenes, right? Like you can run ads, you can boost posts. You can, you know, sponsor that like there's ways to to boost your own voice, um, but you want to boost your voice and things that you're actually helpful with and not just boost your voice into a conversation in hopes that you'll grab people. Because, again, people can hit the unfollow button as quickly as they've hit the follow button. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And uh, you would be surprised the number of people who will unfollow you every day. Like if you actually go look at the insights, people unfollow more often than you realize. Um, and so if you get followers because of some quick, easy tactic because everyone was on a hot button issue but then you're not talking about that when it's all said and done and you're not adding value in that space anymore people are just gonna unfollow you you know Mm -hmm. so uh, i would say don't even waste your time trying to hop on a trend do the long hard slow work of building followers who are actually engaged with you and there's a book called this is marketing that talks about marketing to the right three thousand people and we want to get to thirty thousand people seth godin wrote it i think um we want to get to thirty thousand people but really if you just have three thousand people who are completely bought in you're fine like you can do really 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 well uh, as a business leader with that many people so yeah absolutely there's I, and there's there's a book too and we'll find it as well but it talks about that 1000 true raving fans it's like mm. you don't need that 30000 but i think that was that was kind of a commentary to that too that's a that's a fantastic resource because we don't ever think about it like that but imagine i mean we you said even 50 people earlier if you're standing in front of 50 people that's a little intimidating. You know, you think about the 10,000, but just even 50 people in a room who are all eyes on you, looking at you, and they're wanting value in that moment. They're wanting you to solve their problem. That's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So we, uh, you, I will say this too, just to compliment kind of your style of posting, because obviously Instagram is very visual, but you do mm-hmm. a great job of kind of, you have your brand even with that, right? And we talk about brand as kind of like, you know, your voice and stuff, but also just visually, you do a great job with graphics as well as like even just Instagram TV and everything kind of flows in its style because when something pops up, it's like, oh, hey, that's your old, like, that's what you want. And you've done a great job of, of kind of doing that. And so that kind of moves me into kind of even wrapping up here, but um, we're very excited for you on what what's next for you, but kind of go into a little bit about, uh, you know, what's coming up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've just finished my third book. Um, I'm not sure when this is airing. It's probably out right now if you're listening to this. It will be. Know. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you're listening to this, which is exciting. So yeah, go right now. Tell them where to go Purchase get it. it now. Uh, so, go, so let's let's talk about again adding value. That's been my whole thing this whole podcast. Yep. Um, so we're in the middle of a pandemic. Everyone right now is in some sort of a season of adversity, right? Like 
whether it's a family member or family thing or a job thing or health thing, right? Like everyone's in a season of adversity. I wrote this book called uh, If Life Gives You, or When Life Gives You Lemons. And the idea are three must ask questions to help us navigate seasons of adversity. Um, and so if you go to thelemonbook.com, I've put together some resources to try to be helpful. Um, there's three free resources from uh, myself and a licensed professional counselor. Her name's Hannah Hall. Um, and we talk about anxiety and give some practical exercises to work through anxiety. Um, and the last exercise, this is the one I'm most excited about. And so if you know anyone who's wrestling with anxiety at all, you need to send them to the lemonbook.com. Um, the last exercise that's free is a checklist that you work through with someone else. And it helps you identify, am I having feelings of anxiety that I need to like just learn some practical things that'll help me navigate those? Or am I at a place where I should see a professional? Like, should I go get some professional counseling? Um, and so, again, trying to add value. Hey, here are three free resources. If you don't get, if you don't buy anything from me, if you don't follow me at all, hopefully this will be helpful. Um, the book is also available. It's on Amazon right now, or honestly, wherever books are sold. You can go to Barnes and Nobles, wherever. Um, and then also, there's a course that we put together, Hannah and I, the, the counselor. That's nice. um, ninety nine dollars. It's the cost of one counseling session, but it's fifteen videos, eleven exercises, just really practical helpful things for adversity and anxiety. So that's kind of the next season for me is digging into this When Life Gives You Lemons project um, and then trying to raise identical twin girls at the same yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, yeah. that's, uh, I actually, I saw, uh, I think it was with Hannah, but you did an Instagram TV uh, video yeah. with him. And, and what was great about it is you, we, the one thing you really focused on was, you know, what is in my control? What can I actually control in this moment? That was one of my takeaways from that video. And I thought that was, I was like, man, that is so good because there's so many times that even myself, I've dealt with anxiety and depression, right? I've been kind of open about my, my mental health journey. And it is one of those things too, that you just feel like there's so much I can't, as a three, you know, this, it's like, I didn't get it all done today. So I'm worthless. You know, I didn't yeah. knock out all these things. And so my value is not tied to what I do. And that is something that has that has been a struggle for me and we we try to openly talk about that kind of stuff because it's so important yeah yeah we have a tendency to be reactive instead of responsive and the goal of the book and honestly the goal of marketing should be not reactive responsive reactive is something happens i need to get in and fix it figure it out say something about it be a part of the conversation responsive is something happened i'm going to slow down i'm going to process this I'm going to figure out how to best deal with this or how to best bring my voice into it. And then I'm going to be strategic about how I move forward. Right. And so that's the goal of the book is let's not react. Let's be responsive and let's slow down for long enough and ask the right questions um, so we can get the most out of the hard seasons of life. Yeah, absolutely. I posted something recently about that, how Christians, myself as a Christian too, we, we run and try to fix things and it's mm -hmm. like what we need and what I've always needed is somebody just to sit with me. Like we're yeah. just going to sit and listen. Like that's what so a lot of people in those hard times need is somebody to sit and just be there with them, sit in the mess with them. So yeah, absolutely, Gerald, I love it, man. This is, ah, oh, so good. Any final thoughts there, Lauren? No, I just think it's crazy that you're like, well, you know, I'm not really into marketing and you're like, I'm answering the same question. And every time you're giving like a phenomenal answer, that's yeah. very quote worthy. <laughs> um, so as content creators, I'm marketing places where I'm like, oh, we can pull this quote. And it's like, it's Only very man. shareable, yeah. <laughs> Always so, making that shareable content. I'm just saying, there is some really good stuff in here. So thank you so much for just sharing your your wisdom and um, just also your voice. It's been very impactful to a lot of people. Absolutely. And it's, this is completely behind what we're all about. Our belief system is that, is that serving. So you were even better guest than what we thought. When Ava was coming <laughs> to us, she's like, you got to interview. She, all right. Hey, 
You're on track, Ava. This is good. This is good. All right. Hey, thank y'all for having me on. Ava, you're the best. Come on. <laughs> um, all right. So, Gerald, you talked about the Lemon Book, uh, but where can people find you, follow you? Obviously, follow the twins and their beautiful journey. But uh, where can people reach out if they want to get connected? Yeah, Gerald Fettiomi on all social media networks. Uh, GeraldFettiomi.com is where you can find me personally. If you go to thelemonbook.com, you can find me there as well and find resources for the book. But the best follow of all, at Fad Twins. You'll yes. just get lost staring at two <laughs> white. So there that you go. That is awesome. Congratulations again. And thank you again so much for being on the podcast. And uh, so, hey, guys, make sure that you like and subscribe. And make sure that because we're bringing you this information every single week. And then obviously go follow Gerald Darrow. And uh, we will see you guys next week. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Rapid fire. What is your go-to bagel order? Bagel order? This is from Ava. She said people are very particular about their bagels. Apparently. My go-to bagel order is not a bagel. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. What would be a good alternative to a bagel? Uh, Just give me like a bacon, egg, and cheese Mm. on anything, and I'm a a happy camper. (laughs) You can put that on a bagel. There you go. Can you put Chick-fil-A on a bagel? Do they have bagels at Chick-fil-A? They do. That's my favorite order from <gasps> Chick-fil-A. There you go. The chicken, egg, and cheese bagel. Is that your Yeah, let's, I'm going to go with that. The chicken, nice. egg, and cheese bagel from Chick-fil-A. I, I immediately That's thought That's what of. I ate this morning. <laughs> Preparing for this question. <laughs> you did your homework. <laughs> yeah. Mine is always the one. We always have uh, awesome volunteers that bring us stuff to church, you know, for those serving. And oh, yeah. They usually yeah. get like the big box of like Einstein's. And the one, my go-to on that, if I'm presented with, hey, it's just bagels, it's like a blueberry with like a blueberry cream cheese or spread or something like that. That's that's if blueberry. I've got to have a bagel, that's it. All right. Mm. There you go. It was, yeah. It was I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. Well, this might be a little bit different in COVID times, but what is your favorite summer activity? If you could do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. So this is going to be a shocker. My favorite summer activity is the same activity. That's my favorite activity year round. It is going on the sneakers app and buying shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Ava mentioned that too. She was like, he's, I think he's a sneaker head. He likes, he likes his sneakers. All seasons. If it's in the summer, that means there's just a summer line of shoe that I need to be buying. And so I'm on the sneaker app, like trying to figure out which ones. That's so funny. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, What about you, Lauren? It's all about the snow cones. Snow cones. I think they're so much fun. And I have loved, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and well, before COVID, I loved taking my kids to experience that with me of this horrendous sugar dump on mm. your ice, you know, um, but it was super fun and it's always fun to share that. And I love it because just it, it's it's summertime, you yeah. know, that's the only time they're there. So nice. nice. I hate summer. I just oh. absolutely hate summer. <laughs> okay. It's the worst. I do not Especially like summer at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite summer activity is literally just going to the beach and sitting 
like watching the kids play in the water, like just sitting on the beach, doing nothing. If I could do that there or staying go. inside, I just don't, I don't want to be out. I, I just don't like where's Arkansas, <laughs> you're Georgia. You understand humidity yeah, and yeah. the heat. It is just not, it's not fun. I don't want to walk outside and instantly start sweating. That is just no fun. I'm, Get a snow. Give me fall all day. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's fall and spring. Those are, those are I, my jams. I will admit so. they're great. I was just saying, what's your favorite summer activity? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is awesome. Lauren. Thank you so much. No problem. Yeah. Swift and uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.